Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast. I'm David Chen, and with me are... Devendra Hardwar. Jeff Kanata. And joining us today, he is the editor-in-chief of SlashFilm.com. He's also the host of Slash Film Daily at daily.slashfilm.com. Peter Serretta, welcome back to the Slash Filmcast. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing great, Dave. But I've, I've spent the last hour and a half going through the movie releases of, to, uh, of the summer... And I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. Like my, so, my... <laughs> so you're you're alluding to the fact that on this week's episode of the Slash Filmcast, we are doing the summer movie wager for 2019. This is the competition whereby we choose the top 10 films of the summer as ranked by domestic box office. Uh, the start point of that domestic box office is going to be this weekend. Uh, with the release of Avengers Endgame, and and in a direct affront to my views on seasonality <laughs> of the year, uh, Disney has been saying, "Hey, get, like the summer kicks off with Avengers Endgame, even though we all know summer doesn't start until June, um, yeah. and at the very earliest Memorial Day." But in any case, yeah. Disney- By the way, I I think uh, the Marvel social media team has been listening to this yeah. because the entire pitch. For this movie is summer begins. It's super April weird 26th. that that they're <laughs> doing like individual targeting of of this movie. Literally, <laughs> that's like Dave Chen. This the summer begins now. Summer begins when we say it. it seems to. very very targeted, very specific. <laughs> I don't know the algorithm, but uh, I think that's very specific. So what we're gonna do on the summer movie wager, as usual, is we try to predict uh, movies one through ten, ranked by domestic box office. And the idea, the overall idea being that the closer you get the rank to the actual top 10 ranking by the end of summer, which is Labor Day inclusive of Labor Day, uh, the more points you get. I'll just read down the scoring real quick. Uh, The scoring of your list of 10 movies uh, and three dark horses that you can choose goes like this. Getting number one or 10 dead on gets you 13 points each. Uh, You get 10 points for getting numbers two through nine dead on. Seven points if your pick was only one spot away from where it ended up. Five points if it was two spots away. Three points if your pick is anywhere in the top ten. And one point for each dark horse that makes it into the top ten at all. Uh, The scoring is tabulated. We should note, note, this is the 12th annual summer movie wager. Indeed. We've been doing this for 12 years. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Dave, those rules are so confusing. If there was a website I wanted to go to to read those (laughs) rules and figure figure it out, is there one up? It would be thesummermoviewager.com. That's thesummermoviewager.com. We want to thank Slash Filmcast listener Dennis for helping to put that site together. It is the site to go to to follow everything going on with this competition. You'll find trivia. You'll find previous year's results and so on and so forth. And you can play along. You can play along. You can play along on that site, too. That's the coolest part. You left out the coolest part, Dave. I left out the Uh, coolest part, Jeff. Dennis is – a god it's an amazing it's an amazing site if you're into statistics if you're into tracking if you care at all about this silly wager that we do every year this is an amazing resource he cross tabulates everybody's lists and tracks it throughout the summer and gives weekly updates of who's up and who's down like we're some sort of wall street stock exchange and you can play along you just click the play along button you can submit your own Top 10 plus three. And then at the end, you'll know how you rank against us. 
most likely destroying all of us because that's how it tends to work. Uh, and you'll also know how you rank against all the other listeners that submitted lists. Yeah, and uh, you can submit to the summermoviewager.com throughout the summer. But if you want to be included in the leaderboard, you must submit by 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on uh, April 24th, I believe is the cutoff date. Uh, and that is because the next day... I think it is when the preview showings for Avengers Endgame come out. So we'll start getting a sense of how well Avengers Endgame is going to do on April 25th. Guys, I wonder if it's going to do well. Um, <laughs> so April 24th is when you want to submit for the leaderboards, but otherwise you can submit all summer at thesummermoviewager.com. Uh, so those are the rules. And, uh, and if, I know a lot of people out there are listening right now. They're curious, like, hey, well, this sounds like a great competition, but who won last year? Who is defending the championship title? <laughs> no, right? no one is wondering that, Dave. <laughs> no <one> so <laughs> many people are wondering who won last year, who, who's defending the title. And the answer is me. I won last year. I, think, I, thought it, I thought the answer was lost to time. We can't possibly – there's no way to know. So, lost. so this year – uh, I, I believe, if, if if my trivia knowledge serves, nobody has won the summer movie wager four times, right? <laughs> like people correct. have won three times, but nobody has won four times, and I hope to make that happen this year, right? Mm -hmm. Je the only other person who's won three times, by the way, is Jeff Kanata. That's uh, right. Against all odds. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> this year, I hope to uh, trounce... That record and win for the fourth time. We'll see if that occurs. David Chen, uh, the New England Patriots of summer movie wagers. Yes. Yeah, everybody yes. loves the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody who loves the New England Patriots could be evil. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the competition. Uh, that's that's kind of what's at stake. It's a lot of stakes. Oh, and we are wagering. There is there are stakes in in terms of the wager. Uh, we have decided that. Whomever wins the summer movie wager will be able to dictate and force the other players to watch a film or what, what did we say? The length is up to four hours. Up to three hours, four, I think, is what we said. Up to three hours. Well, yeah. then, then you can't say Endgame. You gotta, you, you <laughs> That's know? true. That's three true. hours and two way, minutes. That. <laughs> I, I want to thank David Chen for last year using his powers for actually good instead of evil this time. Again, making us watch uh, Minding the Gap, which ended up being on my top 10 movies last year. So mm. thank you, Dave. Yes. Yeah. Uh, using his powers for good. You mean like Thanos did in Avengers Infinity War, right? Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's like uh, a clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bound to happen. He wins enough times. It's bound to, be, uh, to work out okay for, for us at some point. All right. Uh, one other thing I want to mention is uh, Jermaine Lucier will be participating this year as well. Uh, we will put his picks in the show notes. We'll hope to get him on in, on the uh, the fall conclusion of the summer movie wager. So uh, I think that's that's it in terms of the pre announcements. Shall we get to our list, gentlemen? Indeed. All right. So before we get to the list, uh, I do just want to say like the, the list making process this year I thought was extraordinarily difficult, like way more difficult than previous years. In my yes, opinion. it's more yes. like chill out, Disney. Like just, just relax <laughs> a second. The the reason you want all the money. The, the, yeah. the, so the reason is like generally movies that get into the top ten box office for summer make between one hundred and seven hundred million dollars, right? Uh, domestic box office, around like roughly, right? 
That's a big yeah. range. But uh, and in the top five, you usually need to be like you know two to four hundred million dollars in the to be in the top five. And this year, there is just so many movies that theoretically could be in that range. Um, I always feel like every year I'm scouring the release schedules for that. Not even a dark horse, but that like diamond in the rough that's really going to surprise us that yeah. is going to you know it's going to make the list but maybe we didn't really see it coming uh it feels like every year there's the meg right last year the meg well you know some people put it on the list but it was it feels like wow it really broke into the top 10 that's really cool there's no room for that this year yeah there's there's no room for that like quirky comedy that makes because the the just gargantuan colossal movies are are they're shoulder to shoulder yeah 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 yeah. it's crazy agreed agreed all right gents let's begin peter serretta your number one choice for top domestic grossing film of the summer well dave <laughs> my number one pick could only be summed up in a limerick no. Yes! Um, no, I don't have a limerick. I don't have a limerick. Sorry. Wow. Uh, Terrible don't head take. me like that. Terrible head I, take. Uh, I did pick Avengers Endgame as my number one choice. I think this movie is going to do like $800, $900 million domestically. Like the Infinity War did $678 million. I, I think there, this is the juggernaut. I don't think – I would be shocked if anybody challenges the fact that this movie is going to be number one. I don't think the juggernaut's in it, but it's true. Peter, you don't have enough faith in Detective Pikachu, not. Peter. Come on. So right <laughs> off the bat, I got to ask y'all, did anyone not choose Avengers Endgame as their number one choice? No. Because I think we all Yes, Chef? I actually do guess my list could be summed up in the form of a limerick. So there. <laughs> I did not think you were actually going to do that. Do yeah. it. We'll, we'll sum it up then, Jeff. It's that time of year again. Wait, Marvel says summer starts when? I care not when it begins, as long as who wins isn't the Mad Titan Chen. <laughs> wow. Uh, that didn't really sum up the list very well. I feel like you didn't deliver on the promise. Uh, it, was just, uh, it was just a reference to that. Endgame is my number one movie. Uh, I see. I yeah. see, I see. Yeah, okay. you know, Endgame is my number one movie. I want uh, a certain Mad Titan to come out on top uh, on the list of box office but another mad Titan to fail miserably at the end of the season. Actually, you thought Dave, you were going to, you were going to do something different. I thought you were going to be uh, brave and pick another choice for your number one. Yeah, no, I decided not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> decided I couldn't do it um, because I want too badly to win this year. So, um, so you, you know, what is strange though, in preparation of this, I looked at last year's summer and only the top three movies made over 300 million. I feel like yeah. on my list, it looks like at least six movies are going to make over 300 this it year. It certainly could... seems that way, mm -hmm. but we that, that can't be right, right? That can't be. We Are we going to have like a record shattering summer of box office or are there going to be movies that just yeah. wildly underperform? There's just going to be like dead bodies everywhere in terms of like these, <laughs> yes. these big tentpole movies that don't make enough money to – to justify the investment. We'll see. Um, but so, I don't see that on my list. I don't yeah. see the one. I don't, I'm not looking at the one going, that one's not like my top. I, I think it's more like this entire country feel... needs a break. We, we just need <laughs> yeah. a break for the summer. So that's, that's going to be movies. Okay. We're just, we're just yeah, going to watch yeah. a lot of movies. That's it. 
And I anticipate this podcast is going to be a lot of sequels and spinoffs because nine out of 10 of the movies on last year's list were sequels and spinoffs with the Meg being the only outsider that wasn't. So, yeah, that's what the summer has become in in Hollywood, you know? So uh, Peter Serretta wanted us to do a side bet to see how much money Avengers Endgame would make. Like, does anyone have any prediction? So Avengers Infinity War made $678 million domestically. That is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and do we think that Avengers Endgame is going to beat it? I, I say definitely yes. Oh, you think yeah. it's going to beat it? Yeah. I feel like it's going to – I feel like it, by definition it is – it's not just a sequel. It's it's by definition the – I mean I guess those do better, but it feels like it would be a subset of the people that saw that movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that's the that's the big question here. It's like usually with a sequel, you usually get less of an audience because you need people that know what happened in the first. Like for for any Marvel film ever, I feel like this movie Endgame yeah. requ- requires you having seen Infinity War. But Infinity so, War has been on Netflix for for a while. Yeah, like, I, I people had a whole year to see this movie, so there's I, I think probably do, a good chance it's going to build up. Do not uh, underestimate the power of Netflix to bring a lot of more people into the Marvel tent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So you guys actually think it's going to make less money than than last year? No, I don't know. I, I was just pontificating. I I think it's probably going to make a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to make hundreds of millions more. But maybe put numbers down. Yeah, you want to put some numbers down, Jeff Canada? I, I, I Peter, you said nine hundred million. I, I'll put eight eight fifty is what I'm going to put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking it's more eight. Uh, I think it's in the eight range. So I'll go. Yeah. I will go eight twenty five. Can I can I say eight as well? Are we are we? This is not really a bet, is it? I mean, I I actually think it's around eight as well because if you think about it, like yeah. Black yeah. Panther last year uh, was the, I think the only movie to beat Infinity War, and that movie made seven hundred. That movie yeah. was like a, a phenomenon as well. So, is is Endgame going to do better than Black Panther and Infinity War? I think yes. Yeah. Uh, well, but, the other question is, like, Infinity War had a lot of people, a lot of fans going back to the theater to see it multiple times because that ending was just such a, like, shocker. And you wanted to experience it and see see it with your friends and see the people around you mm. experience it for the first time. I feel like, is this movie going to have the rewatchability? Yeah, we just don't, we don't know because none of us have seen the movie yet. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I would guess eight as well, assuming like given the I don't know what the rules of the side bet are, but yeah. I feel like you can't bet the same. Exact OK, number. OK, fine. I'm gonna go, um, I'll go seven ninety nine. Dave, seven, you can have eight. No, 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 I'll say seven seventy five. I'll say seven seventy five. There you go. I think it's going to make a okay. hundred million dollars more than Avengers Infinity War. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like even that is just an, an insane number. Right. It's an insane number. It's a huge the fact number. that we're like. Two, we're all in the hundred, two hundred million above. That just seems but, crazy. So normally I wouldn't say that that's the case, but like it melt like this movie, Avengers Endgame, melted down the servers of AMC when it the tickets first went on sale. And yeah, that means yeah. it's probably going to be pretty front loaded. Pretty, pretty, but even if it's pretty front loaded, like uh, if it's if it uh, is even mildly enjoyable i think it's gonna have enough legs to get above avengers infinity war but do and by the way let me let me just remind you guys the the top domestic box office record holder is uh what, what is it uh it's I, the force awakens 936 million dollars mm, mm. is there a chance avengers can even go beyond that 
Like it's it's doable. It's and, possible. And on top of that, the the highest grossing summer movie of all time, I think actually is Incredibles two. Is that correct? I think that's with yes. uh, six hundred eight million. So. So I'm predicting that this movie is going to do 250 more million than that, which is probably. What do you mean? Probably, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I don't understand. It's Incredibles two is the highest grossing summer movie of all of what? I don't understand the that summer can't be movie right. of all time. It can't be right because it made yeah. less than Infinity War. Yeah, it made less than Infinity War last year. So mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about there, but maybe. Uh, the- oh, uh, oh, <laughs> I'm looking at box office mojos summer uh, like d- data, and they do not they do not count. Infinity War summer movie <laughs> oh my God. because we That's are not a, uh, in defiance yeah. of the laws of Disney. That is the they, best. They do not count Infinity War as a summer movie, right? The fact that we debated that for so long and all of our listeners said you're insane, and then Box Office Mojo is like, no, it's not no, the summer. No, we're, not, we're not counting it. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, they, they need data. They have. They are based on actual calendars, right? We. Yeah, they're, they're based. Our on, world is ruled by Disney. They're based on yeah. traditional norms that we've held for millennia. That's correct. <laughs> they're living in the world of gods and men, and we're living in the world of fantasy make believe. Mice and lightsabers. By the way, I love that Dave put up this poll, and he expected everybody to go along with him and start the summer movie wager in June, and like everybody was just like, no. <laughs> As, as I said, this was Dave's Brexit, and uh, look where we ended it up. It was his yeah. Brexit. <laughs> so good. Number so two, the Avenger Hardware. Number what two is, is number where two? the the, uh, the rubber meets the road. Yep. I think. This is, yep. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting, and I'm putting my money on Toy Story Four. Okay, Toy Story. As we've 4. learned, you cannot do not bet against Pixar. Also, this is what a June 24th film. It'll have a lot of the summer to cook up. So I'm I'm all in with Toy Story. All right, Jeff Canada, how about your number two? Right there with you, Devendra. Toy Story Four is my number two movie. Uh, I think if it has the magic and charm of literally every other Toy Story movie, uh, there are going to be parents and children seeing it all summer long, and uh, I anticipate it making lots and lots of cash. All right, Peter Serretta, your number two. I just feel like people aren't looking forward to this Toy Story. As much as they were looking forward to the last one. I don't know. It's been been nine years, though. That's the thing. That pent-up nostalgia is a powerful thing. Uh, My number two is a different Disney movie. My number two is The Lion King. Mm. Um, Mm. This this comes out on July 19th. Uh, It has a month and a half. Uh, I will tell you this. When I was at CinemaCon uh, just a few weeks ago, they they said the statistic on, on, on stage that shocked me. They said that the last Lion King trailer was the second highest watched trailer in Walt Disney Pictures history. Wow. And that the after what? No, and after the first Lion King trailer. Wow. Yes. Wow. So uh that trailer did 63 million views. Um and if you compare that with Toy Story, which only did uh 41, I mean that only. Um but uh, I think, like, you know, John Favreau's Jungle Book made $364 million. Like, that's the upper range of what we should be at at a number two, right? Like, I feel like people have a nostalgia for this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Toy that Story was, 3, dude, $415 million. $415 million, Toy Story 3, right? So yeah, that's the but, thing. Yeah. Do you know how much Lion King made in 1994? Uh, it no. made I was, $422 million in 1994. So I was it, working it, at a movie theater when that movie came <laughs> out. I could tell you firsthand, it was it was a zoo. It was, a, it was just a sea of people. It was crazy. 
if you adjusted that number to, for inflation, it would be $804 million. I think the 422 includes subsequent releases, is my guess. That, that might be yeah. true. So mm -hmm. I, I, there, it was released in IMAX in 2002 and then again in 3D in 2011. Yeah. So Shenanigans! Um, so that, that 422 includes the, like the 3D re-release -re made $94 million. So, uh, but here's the thing, Peter Serretta. Lion King is also my number two choice, right? Ooh. Because I think like this movie is a phenomenon. It, like The Lion King, okay, Toy Story three, amazing film that performed extremely well, right? Like four hundred million dollars for a a move any movie is is incredible, uh, and so it is it is definitely a formidable contender. But The Lion King, I think, is a phenomenon. Like I I don't I think it has transcended movies. Um, and in, in, in some ways, Toy Story has done that as well, right? Like it's it's a whole toy line, and there's all, obviously all these extensions I mean, from it. But the the I, thing about the Toy Story line, like that that movie proved three D movies were possible. You know, it was a ground shift. I, I remember the Lion King was a oh, huge but, phenomenon, but there there is a lot of love for Toy Story. But that's actually there? a good point there. Toy Story three when that hit theaters and that made, uh, you know. $415 million. That was on 3D ticket sales. That was at the right, height of right. the 3D popularity. Nowadays, people are br bringing their kids to the, the cheap, cheapo uh, 2D matinees. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Toy Story 4DX. Those tickets are $30, baby. <laughs> I, just, I just think if you released a, a movie you know, 20 years ago, and then you're like, hey, we're going to re-release the movie, and all we're changing is that it's now in 3D, uh, and, and that movie shots, can yes. still make a hundred or ninety-four million dollars when you do that. <laughs> like, I mean, this movie has gone beyond the realm of just like a hit movie. It, it is like embedded into our culture. There's a uh, very popular musical about it. I mean, L literally and, everything you're saying can be applied to Toy Story. It's true. It, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's true. It's, I think it is a very legitimate position to put mm -hmm. Lion King two. Uh, I I have Lion King three. So it 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 was a very tough decision. I th yes. I think Toy Story is Toy the Story has a month bet. on the Lion King in the sun. Well, Toy Story is a yeah. true sequel to a known quantity. Lion King is like re the same story, but Let's done do this in again. this new technology that is maybe maybe not as magical as as the actual animation was. We it, we still don't know how well that movie is going to land, and I feel like the safer bet is that. Toy Story is going to be Toy Story. Lion King I, I, is going to be Toy different. Story 4, I think Toy Story 4 will be the Cars 3 of the Toy Story franchise. I, well, well, here's the other thing is like that Toy Story 3 was marketed. It was, you know, a decade in between that and the second film. And the kids that grew up watching those films. Now Andy was going away to college. It felt like you were growing up with this franchise. And now like they're just with Bonnie and there's this, you know, they're at a carnival with, uh, uh, you know, peel, key and peel, and it's like, what is going? There's Sporky. What what is going on here? Yeah, yeah, but if you if you have, but if you grew CG up with... animals, CG live action animals that don't that maybe are a little scary to kid, they don't they don't pull it off in just the right way. It's one thing to have hand drawn animation singing animals. It's another to make photorealistic lions and tigers and what. What, what's the what's Pumba? Whatever he is, you know, like <laughs> the the is he a warthog? Uh, yeah, yeah, warthog, right? The uh, <laughs> I am a damn warthog. Whatever he said. Uh, the uh, 
the I think the level of difficulty and the potential for screwing that up is much higher. Uh, I 100% agree with you, but I just have this feeling that the like, and here's the thing: The Lion King is not necessarily a movie I support, right? Like, I actually think that there's a, there's a lot of problems with like remaking these animated films into live action versions. Um, there are some there have been some complaints online about like uh, they're they're basically doing some things like shot for shot remake. But it's not like yeah. they're repaying all the animators that worked on it. You know what I'm saying? So they're like using their creative work, but it, it's like a brand new film. So I, th- I think it's very problematic, and I don't like these new li- Disney live-action remakes as a general thing. But I still think this movie is going to make a crap ton of money. I think it will be mm-hmm. shocking how big The Lion King is. So uh, just just because it is – yeah, it's it's infinite. Dave, I, I'm culture. disappointed yeah. that you didn't – it didn't go for it and put this as number one. Number yeah, one. no, trust me. I, that, I strongly considering it. But here's the thing, though, guys, like I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. It's just that Toy Story has a whole month ahead of The Lion King. There is enough room for them both to be phenomenons like Lion King can be even more successful. But Toy Story just has more time to bank up this summer. That's my thing. All right. Mm. We'll see. Longer runway. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, Jeff, you already mentioned your number three was Toy Story 4. Um, no, no, no. Number two is no, Toy Story 4. Number three is Lion King. Yeah, sorry. Your number three is Lion King. Devinder, what's your number three? Uh, Lion King. Yeah, your yeah. number three is Lion King. Uh, yeah. Uh, Peter, is your number three Toy Story 4? Well, Dave, I think you can never bet against Pixar, as we found out exactly. a couple of years ago. Even though that's exactly what you just did, literally. <laughs> <but> yeah. uh, <laughs> Toy Story 3 was the biggest film of that summer. Uh, Finding Nemo of that summer. I feel like... Uh, I feel like it's not going to fall that far down, so that's why. What, I what have... are you talking about right now, Peter Serena? You just what? argued. For... <laughs> yeah. I just for don't think it's going to. I, I, I don't. I don't think you can. I think if you put the lion up against Woody, the lion's <laughs> going to rip Woody's eye out. <laughs> but, but but Buzz has lasers, dude. Yeah, lions uh. don't know what to do against lasers. So I, I put Toy Story 4 as well. I, I think Lion King is going to beat it, but I think Toy Story 4 is also going to do extremely well. I, I um, think, by the way, this is where our lists will really start to, yep. like, yeah. by the end of the year, this is the crucial point where we all This fail is where the roads started to diverge, is at number three mm-hmm. uh, and number two. And now it's time for number four. Devendra, your number four pick for best domestic box office of 2019. I'm going to have to go with Aladdin. I don't wow. know how much of the wow. excitement there is for this movie, but... Will Smith plus plus honestly, I've seen that trailer. It looks like a Guy Ritchie ass adaptation of Aladdin, but Aladdin's also beloved, and I'm banking that this will be pretty well received. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. Dang. Um, yeah. I, I assume none of us, uh, none of the others of us, put Aladdin at number four. Is that correct? Right. No one else put Aladdin at number. Also, four. Aladdin's coming out May twenty fourth. I do That's think fun. that. The so- like the songs and the plot and the look of Aladdin are very beloved, but damn, that first trailer was received very poorly, and I think that's gonna have more consequences than we think right now. Have um, you seen the uh, the new trailers or the uh, new one? Yeah, I've seen the new trailer, and it, it yeah. definitely looked a lot better than the teaser. But I think that it looks like a bo- like Guy Ritchie made a Bollywood movie basically out of Aladdin, which is very first of all not cultural compatible, but uh, I. I I think it could work. I think it could bank quite a bit. And also, it's really the date that's selling me. This is thing is coming out May 24th, and that yeah. has a lot of time. Memorial Day weekend is is a really good slot for it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so let me ask you guys a question. Pop quiz, uh, everyone. How much do you, like, Cinderella, that was probably one of the lesser-known 
Disney, like lesser well-performing Disney remakes. How much money do we think that made? Any guesses? Two hundred million. That's, that's pretty much exactly correct. It's like around two hundred okay. million, right? So that's like one of the lesser Disney remakes, and I think Aladdin mm-hmm. has a lot more juice than yeah. Uh, it's nineties nostalgia, man. It's the same thing driving The Lion King, and, and I think um, I mean for me, Aladdin was just as big a thing during the nineties. Oh, dude, you I, Aladdin's still my favorite Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I I adore it. I think this is a trap pick. I do. I think mm-hmm. this is a weird. It's weird, and no one wants it. And yep. the, like, the, the genie is Robin Williams, and it, this this is ill suited to be brought into live action because how the genie is in that movie is inherently a cartoon. He is a cartoon, and I I just don't think it's gonna perform. I really think it's gonna be a uh, a big disappointment for Disney. All right. Well, I could be wrong. Jeff Kanata, what's your number four? Although I still think Disney owns number four, uh, my number four is Spider Man. Mm. Spider Man Far From Home. Far From Home, yeah. So I have Disney films in the top four slots. Uh, I think Spider I mean, the last Spider Man felt like a tepid hit and it still made crazy money. And this is going to be in the, in the, um, you know, it's going to be drifting off. What's not drifting? Uh, what's the what's the what's the word when you're in a race car and you're behind another car? Uh, come on, <laughs> drafting, drafting, drafting off, drafting off of uh, Endgame, drifting. I said, uh, money horse. It's um, <laughs> it's going to be drafting off of uh, Endgame, and it's going to lead. I'm sure Endgame is going to lead right into whatever Peter Parker's doing. Uh, and people love Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. I think this is a safe bet at number four, Spider-Man. All right. I, I will say also Spider-Man Far From Home is my number four pick, uh, which I, I'm going to be the one weirdo here. But OK, go yeah, yeah. well, I think so. I think like Spider-Man uh, Homecoming had a lot of legs. Right. I mean, that yeah. movie yeah. didn't debut super strong. Uh, but really ended like ended up taking home three hundred thirty four million dollars when it came out in twenty seventeen. And the question for me is, do we think Spider-Man in the intervening time, do we think Spider-Man has become more beloved or less beloved? And more. I, I think more, right? So more. I, I think it's yeah. going to be way yeah. up there. I think it's going to be in the 300s, uh, top uh, upper 200s at least. That's kind of my guess. So uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, my number four pick. How about you, Peter Serretta? Okay. Um, so toy- <laughs> I, I want to say that I am basing my entire list off of trailer views, but I did look at these numbers guys and toy story four, my number three pick has 41 million trailer views uh, in comparison to uh, Aladdin, which has almost half of that has uh, uh-huh. 28 million people watch that trailer. Peter, Can I have you so- looked at this data in the past, by the way, like have trailer views actually correlated to box I don't office? know. I was just going to say that, I feel like every single year, Peter has the most data and he I has do. the most statistics. <laughs> and I anybody, lose. And he year. never has won. <laughs> he's he's won in. one year in 2014. Yeah. Oh, I, I apologize. Um, I apologize. No, but it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home has 37 million trailer views. So I, I do think it's going to beat Aladdin. But um, my number four, I'm taking a big swing here because this trailer, the trailer for this film had 59 million trailer views. So that's like. That's more than Toy Story 4. That's a significant, like one third more than Toy Story 4. And the film is Detective Pikachu. <laughs> mm. I love it. I, I love think it's more like we were watching that trailer to be like, what the hell is this? Like, mm. are you, this is live action Pokemon? All right. 
I don't know. This is a popular video game franchise. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. video game movies don't usually do that well. Uh, I, I mean, look at how Tomb well Raider... the Assassin's Creed uh, games translated to that box office. It, it yeah. was pretty well. Right? Angry Birds. I, I I banked on Angry Birds <laughs> one year. Did not work out so well. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb Raider, I, like I think, say... hit the the max with one thirty or something. So yeah. like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm insane. I, I think this is a PG movie. It's an early May release. So it's going to have run like, yes. uh, yeah. only, the only PG movies to ever hit 300 million were either fully animated, Disney animated to live action adaptations, star Wars or Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter movies. So I, I don't know. I think this might actually get close. Um, I don't know. 3 million people bought the Nintendo switch game in one week. I feel like if all of them go see this movie on opening weekend, that's the, the like, movie would make fifty million dollars, which is not yeah, really enough not to get. I will say that in my first draft of my list, Detective Pikachu was on my dark, was on my dark horse list, mm. and as I kept wow. revising and revising, it kept moving up. It's nowhere near four for me, yeah. but it is. I do think this movie is going to shock some people. It's going to be uh, a really profitable film. It's going to make tons of money. The idea that you think it's going to make more than Spider-Man is insane. <laughs> I'm thinking I will say, of the swing here. I think it could hit like three, three fifty. I don't know. You're now making me th- think that I. <laughs> Every year we come to this point where Peter Peter makes a terrible mistake. Okay, <laughs> twice twice as many people watch this trailer than watch the tra- trailer for Aladdin. Twice as many. All right, Peter. Oh, I don't. Th- uh, I think I think it's going to do better than Aladdin. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Peter, I'm 100% sure I've brought this up in the past, but just in case I haven't, uh, you, you know it is possible to buy YouTube views, right? Like that, that, that is a <laughs> crucial part of Movie Studios' marketing campaign is they spend money to acquire YouTube views. And this is not this is not like a secret or anything. This is very but Dave. Well known. They're going to spend that kind of money on YouTube views. They're going to spend that kind of money to get people to actually buy tickets. That's true. That's true. I'm just How saying. How dare you cast aspersions on Detective Pikachu? <laughs> Detective Pikachu is also on my top ten, despite me ruthlessly mocking you just now. So, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. Well, we we are at our number fives, gentlemen. And by the way, I'm the one person on this podcast that doesn't play video games, and I have the most <laughs> faith in this. I don't know. This is ridiculous. It's almost like the people who know video games more understand the <laughs> limits of how well that movie can do. Yeah. Anyway, I, I can tell you this: I have talked to people who have seen this movie, and everybody seems to say this is like an incredible movie. Like it, it is a crowd pleaser, and I feel like this is a movie that fans is this, will is this go back. Insider info: This is shenanigans, Peter. <laughs> yeah, shenanigans. You, you have Jordan, early data on this. Jordan Wait Roberts, I think, tweeted that this is the first movie to to cure the video game curse or break mm. the video game well, curse. Well, I, I think he'd also want to say that too ahead of Metal Gear Solid. So yeah. Yeah. It's like it's, it's 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 fixed. Here's my Metal Gear movie. <laughs> no, but wouldn't he want to fix it? Like I feel yeah. like he would want yeah. to be responsible. All right, Peter Serrata. I'm so curious though. What is your number five? If number four is Detective Pikachu, my number five is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, yep, there you go. Okay, Homecoming. Homecoming did 334 million. I think that was largely based on people wanting to see Spider-Man in the MCU in a large way. I feel like people are going to be coming off this, uh, coming off in Avengers Endgame, and the story is going to be like this big epic, what Kevin Feige is calling the Infinity Saga. It's going to come to a close in that movie, and like I, I already feel like there's some superhero fatigue going on. 
you know, you're having Patrick H. Williams on your your Avengers Infinity or Endgame episode, and I know he just did a series of video essays on on why he's not excited for this movie or for for Endgame. So, like, I'm wondering. Are people going to feel like the, the need that they did with Homecoming to actually go out and see Far From Home? The, the villains in this seem like, I don't know, Captain Planet villains to me. I don't know. I'm not as excited. I'm, I, hey, I am the two most excited films I am to see seeing the summer are Spider Man and Avengers. So I'm not putting it down, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of skeptical of uh, will people turn out. That said, Kevin Feige has said that the end of Marvel's uh, phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is not with Endgame, but from with Far From Home. So maybe there is a big lead in from Endgame in oh some boy. way uh, to get people. It'll be drafting yeah. behind it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it'll be Tokyo drifting. Um, I don't know why you're you're being so defensive about this choice, Peter. You just have it like one slot down from the rest of us. Right. So it's well, not being like... defensive because you all mocked me because of Detective Pikachu. <laughs> There was a lot of mocking. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Can't get enough eye-popping, jaw-dropping, heart-stopping reality TV. It's the best. Then head to Hey You, home of reality on demand. Stream and download the latest episodes from shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians and The Real Housewives, same day as the US. What's more fun than that? Or binge old faves like The Simple Life and The Hills. That's hot. Hey you, reality on demand. Start your one month free trial now. Um, okay, number five, right? So that was Peter's number oh, five. Wait, I, I, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> Do you think that any of the movies that we've listed thus far are going to make anything under the $250 million? No. no. No, I think there could be four movies that make north of 350 it's possible, yeah. All Disney, man. I, yeah. I think and, all, and all these, Disney, yeah. Every movie we've mentioned so far has a two hundred million dollar floor, in my opinion. Every movie we've mentioned so far. So, um, let's talk about our number fives. Devinder, what's your number five? I'm going with Spider Man as well. All right, and how about you, Jeff? Fast and the Furious. Whoa! Interesting. By the way, that the, is the, the, the August second release, sir. The full title of this movie is Fast and the Furious. Uh, Fast and the Furious presents. Hobbs and Shaw. So please say the full yes. title when you say, say the, the full title. Fast and and the also, Furious it's an asterisk. Hobbs Fast and Shaw. Furious presents not Vin Diesel, just just the franchise presents. Do you think that Vin Diesel is what gets the boys to the yard? Do you think that's that's what does it? I, no, it's it's the family. It's the it's family. family. This is a we new got, family. We got new family. We got the Rock. Uh, you know, I think I think this movie is going to crush. I I feel you on the August thing. Yeah. I would like to refer you to a little year I like to call 2014 when Guardians of the Galaxy was the number one movie of the summer and it was released yeah. in August. Yeah. And I would like to, you know, uh, that that has happened multiple times. Have you have you seen the the trailers to this thing, Jeff? I know you typically don't no, watch. Of course not. It, it, it looks more fun than the last Fast and the Furious movie, which, by the way, made $215 million in its first month of release. Yeah. So this movie could make $215 million in Jeff, that time, Jeff. I'm, I'm saying it right now, Jeff. This movie is your skyscraper of 2019. <laughs> I think. By Christopher Robin. <laughs> uh, it's your, this is your Christopher Robin. The, well, a skyscraper because it has the rock in it, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a movie that you think is going to do really well. I, I actually have it in my top ten, but in no universe is it my number yes. five. Yes, yes. Um, 
I think it's going to do between one and two hundred million. That's my guess. And we are still. yeah. So when Doctor Strange was looking at all the million possible universes, not not one single universe did you have this in your top five. That's correct. That's correct. There's there's not a single universe. So uh, Jeff, enjoy your. This is when this movie debuts. This is when your heart is going to sink because you uh, you will know you've lost. So I'm looking forward I, to that day. I will take that challenge. I'm going to stand by this pick and say that come August when. We've had our fun. We've had our superheroes. And uh, America wants some family, some cars driving, uh, 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 some muscles that don't have spandex on them. There are lots of muscles, yeah. You know what? I think think this movie's going to own. And I think that people are going to show up. Jeff, I think your aversion to trailers is really costing you. Yes, uh, in yes. this uh, some movie wager because if you'd this seen movie the looks like Hobbs, a cartoon. If you'd seen yeah. the Hobbs and trailer, uh, Hobbs and Shaw trailer, you would know uh, that it is much more similar to Marvel films than you would have described <laughs> just now. Um, You're telling me that it's not a Winnie the Pooh movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Winnie the Pooh. It is. It is much more similar to a superhero film than your description just now indicated. Yes. So, well, uh, there you go. Exactly. There you go. Superheroes are huge. Everybody wants more of them come August. <laughs> okay, so I put something at number five that none of you put. Um, so you guys, it's time for you to wow. call me crazy. Uh, and that is Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh, uh, yeah, too high. Too yeah. high. That was a mistake. Uh, okay, Godzilla won, right? Made over yeah. $200 million. I have not, this is a trailer I have not seen. It's a beautiful uh, trailer. Dave, Skull Island made 170 I I have heard that the trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm hoping that, that that trailer, which I have not watched yet, is going to bring all the boys to the yard. It's incredible in a way that's beautiful and subtle and not something you'd expect from a Godzilla movie. So I'm not sure that will bring everybody to the yard. Yeah. You know, now that you guys tra- are talking about it. The trailer for the original Godzilla was incredible. Yeah. It was more yeah. incredible, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. My so, favorite part about this is that you just danced on my my number five pick <laughs> spiking Listen, the football the, the middle of the list is where we all go insane right for me it was aladdin <laughs> we all have our, our things and this will be it for me all right godzilla king of monsters is my number five everyone said they're number five at this point right yes um okay D- davindra what's your number six pick uh I'm, I'm gonna go pika pika pikachu mm. detective pikachu all right. Yes. All right. Okay. 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 So I, I think that the May 10th release for that thing, Ryan Reynolds, uh, the trailers look good. It also looks, it looks so wild that I think a lot of people will see it just for the hell of saying like, what the hell is this? Like, how, how are you bringing Pokemon to the real world? I think that's also a big draw for the, uh, for the trailers. Like that's why so many people were watching it. Cause nobody thought real life Pokemon could look good. Uh, we were seeing the teasers for the Sonic movie which looked uh, god awful i think just the teaser art whereas this is like i could i could actually dig this what they're doing here guys i just want to say i have like a lot of regret right now for my number five choice <laughs> godzilla <laughs> so king great. of monsters it's so great it makes just, me so happy i'm just gonna <laughs> uh, the list is all because we're, you were doing cartwheels about my number five pick <laughs> yeah so i'm feeling pretty pretty rough about it um that's probably i'm not feeling good about it okay no, so uh, number your number six was um detective pikachu jeff canada yeah. your number six all right, you guys are going to make fun of me, but I, I feel good about this one. Secret Life of Pets 2. Oh, yes. my gosh. That is That's my good. number six as well, Jeff. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. Do you know how much the first one made, people? Too much money. Too Over much $360 million. $368 million. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't understand the appeal, but 
people got kids, that movie man. Had a very very cute trailer. Yeah, th- that that, that trailer, that trailer was like a short film showing yeah. us what our pets are doing while we're away. And this tra- trailer, I know Jeff, you don't watch trailers, but this tra- trailer looks like shit. It looks like <laughs> well, again, this is happening again. Th- my yeah. theory is maybe maybe so, but my theory is it doesn't matter because parents got to do something with their kids in the summertime. The kids, well, you got to. Yeah, they're they're there. They're around. You have to put them somewhere to stay sane. This movie comes and, out early June, too. You've got two whole months of that. And... Yeah, I think this movie I don't think it's going to do Secret Life of Pets one kind of numbers. But I think sitting at number six feels pretty right to me, even if it made half of the amount of Secret Life of Pets one, it would land around this spot, this spot in the list. Yeah. And that is where I've put it, because I assume it's going to make around half of Secret Life of Pets one. <laughs> So, uh, good choice, Chef Kanata. You know, you yeah. juxtapose the good with the bad right there. After, after our, our fun number fives, Dave, we finally come together and found common ground. Yeah, this Godzilla King of Monsters thing, man, this is like my skyscraper. I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. Year. Okay, yeah. Devendra, uh, your number six was Detective Pikachu. Mine is yes. uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. Jeff is Secret Life of Pets 2. Peter Serretta, your number six. My number six is a movie that in which Disney bought three times as many people to watch this trailer, <laughs> and uh, that is Aladdin. So right. I, I, I I am in agreement with uh, Devinder that this movie is going to have some legs. I think I think I think people are going to want to see this movie. The genie has no legs, but the movie will. That's yes. what you're saying. Gotcha. All right. Um, well, that's your number six. I'll just say my number seven is Aladdin. Uh, and <laughs> uh, like I said, I think this movie is going to make uh, even even like the worst of these Disney remakes, like the lowest performing is like around two hundred million, right? So, yeah, yeah. Well, if you count Dumbo, Dumbo made like a hundred million. Right? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. But but I don't think it can do as bad as. But Dumbo. but it's not. But like Aladdin is way more beloved than Dumbo, right? Yeah. And Will Smith. Dumbo was a sad ass movie. I don't even know why yeah. they would remake that. So Will Smith Aladdin is one of beloved. the biggest stars in the world, still kind of. Yeah, um, kind of. So I think, you know, between 150 and 200, that lands you around this spot in the list. Um, so that's my number seven is Aladdin. Uh, how about you, Devendra? My number seven is Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah. For, for, for everything we, we just said. Discussed, right? Yeah. Yes. Like it's, it's first one was a juggernaut. Second one's probably not going to do as well, but will still do pretty well. Yes. Um, yeah. So how about you, Jeff Kanata? Uh, this is where I put Detective Pikachu, and uh, as I said, I, it started as a dark horse on my list, and it just kept moving up, moving up, moving up as I revised. And uh, it's sitting at seven. I think that feels right. I, it may be a bigger surprise than as you guys have all predicted so far, but uh, I feel like it's not going to make more than Secret Life of Pets 2, and I mean, Fast and Furious may be a mistake, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, how about you, Peter Serretta? You're number seven. My number seven is Secret Life of Pets, so I agree with you. I, you know, I kind of hate myself for putting it at this position. Like, if you if you look at the numbers, it seems like this should be much higher on the list of this year's films. I think it's just a higher quality year. That's the thing. So it's competing against all of that. I don't know. I just feel like I I guess parents like taking their kids to Illumination Entertainment, uh, animated films that have like Mm -hmm. fart jokes and poop jokes and stuff like that. So I, I, I guess. I guess it's just going to do some money. So, I mean, Hotel Transylvania 3 was number eight last year. And was there anything about Hotel Transylvania 3 that looked good to anybody? No. no. It's just a place to put your children for two hours. 
All right. Uh, well, that is our number sevens. But by the way, that was what the Hollywood executives said when they when they pitched or were 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 greenlighting this film. Yeah, that's what <laughs> summer needs. It needs a place to put your children. So I think we're at number eight. Jeff Kanata, your number eight pick. This is where Aladdin dropped for me. It mm-hmm. dropped in number eight. Uh, I do think it's going to be. Feel, this movie feels like the solo a Star Wars story of this year. That in, in that seemed, in that putting it here will lead to your downfall. Yes. <laughs> in that, in that, uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time, but uh, really nobody wanted it. People will go see it from sheer momentum, but it just doesn't. And I, I would like to reiterate for people that Aladdin is my favorite Disney animated movie of all time. Yeah. I know it by heart. I. I used to work at the movie theater when it came out. I would go in and watch it over and over and over. I love that movie. I adore that movie. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with this, but I I don't think it's going to make the kind of numbers that you guys do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I put it on number seven, so like it's not like it's super high yeah. on my list either. Uh, Peter Serretta, your number eight pick. My number eight is uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Mm. I this barely made my list. I Skull Island only made out like 170 million, and it's crazy. I feel like this might not even make it this high, but I feel I want to see this so bad. I I feel like Godzilla is going to be good. I don't know. I I I I am doubting my entire list right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Godzilla King of Monsters, Peter. I believe in Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, all right, number eight pick. Devinder Hardwar. Yeah. So this movie stars <laughs> two Marvel actors and a guy with a particular set of skills. Mm. Except in this movie, it's going to be kicking alien ass. It's Men in Black International. Wow. wow. All right. All right. Um, June 14th. June 14th, guys. Great cast. This it looks fun. I think this franchise still has a lot of legs. I, I have no problem banking on this. All right. Men in Black international uh i i see i saw the social buzz like for this trailer was very good but yeah men in black that was a franchise that they really kind of ran into the ground um and but we liked mib four or three it was three we like three uh i don't remember liking that movie at all actually uh but we reviewed it yeah Yeah. had some time travel uh the last time that a men in black movie was in competition alex albrecht won that year so (laughs) Yeah, so, so that, that was says a long anything. Time, that was a long time. Yeah, ago. and also <laughs> franchise. We we have learned franchise nostalgia. Like you, you give that you give that thing a couple of years to cook. More people want to see it. But how how else did Jurassic World make so much money? Mm. Like I, I, there are a lot of things I think pointing to this. Yeah, yeah. 2012, uh, Men in Black three, right above Snow White and the Huntsman, and uh, Avengers was the top movie, and a Spider Man was on the list. So. The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? I think mm-hmm. we had an MIP, yes, we got yes. a live-action Disney movie, we got an Avengers at the top of the list, we got a Spider-Man. Eh. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but, but are are Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson enough to fill the shoes of Will Smith, like to I get think so. people into those seats? Yeah, and don't... Liam Neeson. I and, just yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I just don't think so. I mean, Men in Black, Internet, it was in my top 10 at one point, Devinder. I will give you that. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely lower, and then it barely, it basically didn't even make it. Um, I agree. Well, I think Men in Black International will, will make over $100 million. So I think that puts it in striking distance of the top 10. But at this number, the, we're at number eight right now, right? Um, I don't think so. Yes. 
So, uh, but that is Devendra's number eight pick. Uh, have we heard everyone's number eight pick? Jeff, what was your number eight again? Uh, Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. Um, so my number eight pick is Detective Pikachu. I think. I, again, I had this higher up at one point. I probably should have put it where Godzilla King of Monsters is. Um, but <laughs> I, I think it's just like this is this is a um, the game Pokemon, right? Is a game that has literally reoriented our society. I mean, you see, yeah. packs, several times, by the way, several times, Pokemon of, has shifted society. Packs of players roaming around, uh, trying to catch them all, and I just yeah. feel like uh, we shouldn't underestimate this one. Although theoretically, I have you, by putting it so low. You have <laughs> you've underestimated it compared to the rest of us. That's right, <laughs> and not just that; it has multi generational appeal. Like there's yeah. a nostalgia yeah. around this yes. game and this, these characters. Yeah, and it's interesting. The marketing like kind of positions it as a, a more mature work, right? It's, it doesn't feel like a straight up kids movie to me. Although you could comfortably take kids, I'm sure. Um, but the Ryan Reynolds thing, like I, I just feel mm-hmm. like. Uh, I don't know. I think it'll have some good cross-generational appeal. We'll see. So that's Detective Ryan Reynolds Pikachu. was the king of last summer. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Detective Pikachu. That's not my number eight. Let's move on to number nine. Jeff Kanata, your number nine choice for domestic box office of summer 2019. Well, this is where I put Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I think Godzilla is going to make some solid numbers, as you Agreed. said, north north of 100 million. But it's going to put it in the last couple spots, I think, uh, of the top ten. Uh, I, too, am very excited to see this, and I hope it is really an excellent film, but I don't think – I don't think it, it – there's just – it's just a – such a packed summer of really top-tier IP and buzz for for properties. I just don't think Godzilla hangs with that group uh, as far as, you know, a notoriety. It's a, it's a known quantity, but I just feel like right around nine is where it feels right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, that's what I should have done, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, that's did... also what I did, by the way. Okay. So, yeah. Godzilla King of Monsters. Devinger put it at number nine. How about you, Peter Serretta? Number nine for me is Hobbs and Shaw: A Fast and Furious Story, and that uh, <laughs> even though it comes out August second, uh, which is probably why it's so low here, because th- this franchise, the Fast and Furious franchise, discounting Tokyo Drift, has made anywhere from like 130 million to 350 million. Mm-hmm. But uh, because this only has a month uh, to to you know make some some cash for this contest, this is why it's number nine for me. I feel exactly the same way. I think this movie will do well, um, but. It doesn't, it's not going to, you know, for reasons I can't get into because Jeff doesn't watch trailers, it's not going to have the appeal of a regular Fast and Furious movie. So I mm-hmm. have also put it at number nine. I think Some would m- argue it may have more appeal than the regular Fast. Yeah. I don't know. Indeed. I don't know. Indeed. It could go either way. I, think I will say be- this about, about the Fast and Furious movies. I always enjoyed, I didn't care about the family crap. I, I love the ridiculous over the top action and the fun. I uh, want it to be a fun movie. I, Fast Five is my favorite of the the franchise, and probably that's because of uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So I feel like this one this this has the potential to be the most fun Fast and the Furious film. All right, I, I think it'll make between one twenty five and one seventy five, like in that mm-hmm. range. Uh, but we will see. Okay, I'm so curious what y'all have chosen for number ten. So Peter yeah. number 10 is, you know, big money, big yeah. potential points. You yeah. nail number 10 could swing the whole kit and caboodle here, people. Here we go. Peter Serretta, your number 10 choice. 
by the way, any one of my dark horses could have been <laughs> eight, nine, or ten. Like, this is so unfair. I, I feel the need that I needed to include this filmmaker on this list, even though I'm not sure this film has the 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 gas to get it here. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Ooh. is my number 10. Quentin Tarantino. This comes out uh, in late July. Quentin Tarantino made, uh, you know, $120 million with Bastards and uh, $160 million with Django. If he could make that with this... Like, you know, it, th that amount of money would put you at number 10 on a normal year. And this film has an insane cast, has a, uh, it, it's, you know, backdrop is a true crime story. That's kind of like really hot right now. And the movie has a $95 million budget, which makes me think that Sony thinks it can hit at least double that. I mean, I don't, I don't know how Hollywood budgeting works on that respect, but I feel like they believe as the potential of making like 200 million. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think number 10 is a realistic placement, but I, I, I also at the same time think any one of my dark horses could be number 10. Easily. Also that July 27th release date, I think kind of hurts it a little because it is towards, towards the end. It's basically got a month to make money, right? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So this is a really interesting choice. Uh, I, I think that here's the thing that's crazy about our lists, gentlemen, is that, Every film we've named, in every film we've named thus far, is based on a pre-existing film or property. Right? There's like uh -huh. no original films. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, not based on an existing film, although you know it's based on a true story. Um, but I, I just feel like there's very little room in the top ten for anything that's not a franchise. Right? Yeah. With the exception of my number ten, <laughs> which I for which I have put Rocket Man. Wow! Really? Yeah. Wow! Yep. That's a good trailer. I will and I am Bohe like shocked. I was having the same thoughts. Bohemian Rhapsody made way too much money. Two hundred and fifteen, so two hundred sixteen million dollars. That's Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah. this one kind of is directed by the same guy, right? Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> had no summer competition. It was it yeah. was a movie yeah. that existed in a in a landscape of give us some fun winter. Yes, basically. yes. Yeah. And so every movie was dour and sad and bleak and and here comes this you know nostalgia trip I, the idea that you think that people are going to rush out in the summer to see the elton john's biopic is i'm shocked this I movie is hilarious have... <laughs> sorry go ahead Devendra. it's hilarious taron egerton is playing him after a kingsman 2 i, I find that I know, endlessly right? funny the thing that's crazy about Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, it, it had legs. You know, like it it debuted with fifty one million dollars, legged it all the way to two hundred sixteen million. Well, it had award dollars. season buzz and, yeah. and all that. This movie is going to come out in the summer. It's going to people are going to remember it in two weeks. I, I also think yeah, there are a lot of like uh, fair weather queen fans too. Like people like that. The, the people like listening to Bohemian Rhapsody. They like some of those songs. I think Elton kind of has the same appeal to a lot yeah. of folks. Well, yeah, I right. love Elton John music for sure. Yeah. yeah. Here's another thing. Do we're we're listing. <laughs> I absolutely do. Yeah, man. Not but enough. But not enough to put it in your top 10. So. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's is one of my favorite songs of all time. I love that song. But yeah, uh, no, I do not. I'm not a crazy person. I don't think this movie. Do you see the other movies that are coming out this summer? I don't. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Uh, you know, last year there was two movies that were rated R in the top 10 
this year all these movies we're naming are like Disney films and films, you know, some PG-13 fare, but not anything R-rated. That's why I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a chance. And I, you know, I put Rocket Man on my Dark Horse list because I think it has that chance. Like, you know, you said Bohemian Rhapsody did over 200 million. If this even does 100 million, it if could, this it does half of the money of Bohemian Rhapsody, it could have a chance at the top 10, right? And I just feel like, yeah, this is probably going to do half of of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So that's why I put it at my number 10. But Jeff Kanata, oh, wise one. <laughs> oh, wise one, who has not won the summer movie wager in quite a while. Quite a while. Uh, what did you put <laughs> at your number 10? Dark Phoenix, X-Men. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, what are you wow. doing? This is, this is a disastrous choice, but continue, Jeff. Why? You have not seen the trailer or any of the marketing for this, I assume? <laughs> no, but it's an X-Men movie, and oh I put it at number 10. This is this is the a... last X-Men movie, by the way, was a disaster. Yeah, it, yeah. Absolute disaster. A, a, generally, sequels are refer- – like, sequel performance is generally a referendum on the previous film, right? And X-Men Apocalypse uh, didn't perform very well. It was like a, like a very low-grossing X-Men film. and the uh, $132 million It made, uh, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Also a very bad movie. And, and the movie, yeah, and the movie was a, a critical disaster, right? Yeah. Um, $155 million puts this thing at number 10 fine by me. I'm, 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 you guys are trying to scare me. I'm not scared. I, I think an <laughs> X-Men movie, a, a, a terrible X-Men movie, Makes 150 million dollars, as we just saw. This is, I don't... this is a movie that Fox is basically burning off before yeah. uh, the Disney acquisition, like really completes the union of the X Men and Mar- like MCU. Right? I just think it's not going to do well at all. Like, there's no future to these versions of these characters. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's not going to do well at all. I, I, I think it's going to debut way under X Men Apocalypse, which is debuting at sixty five million in week one of May uh, in twenty sixteen. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, Jeff, continue. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. I just I don't I think it's going to do better than Rocket Man. Mm. Really? Uh, you really? Really? Think that, uh, really? Well, clearly, clearly, by definition, yes. by definition, since you put it at number ten, you think it's going to do better than the Rocket Man. We'll, we'll see. Like I don't know. I'd be, will, I'd be the willing to bet. The cultural appetite right now is like, give me, give me some glossy ass biopics. That's what we want, not tired ass mutants. <laughs> he, here's what I, I love this franchise. It's a shame. Here's, here's what I will concede. Every year, there's there's something in the top ten that is wildly different. That that is uh, like Peter was saying. Like there's an R-rated comedy, or there's uh, a movie that is primarily aimed at. Uh, older people or women or you know there's not there everything on my list feels like it's in the same wheelhouse because yeah. there's just so much of that ip right now and so i definitely feel like i have a blind spot to something that but i, I can't figure out what that is there's no like big broad r-rated comedy i feel like the comedy this year well, there is, there is be... the uh the seth rogan thing which i think is gonna be pretty big long shot yeah and that, that yeah. was a South by Southwest award winner, or yes. audience award winner. Everybody yeah. loved it. That yeah. comes out like next week, right? Yeah. I yeah. I saw it, but I don't think it's going to quite make it. I will say this. If you had told me even, you know, two years ago that there was going to be two X-Men movies released in the summer and they would not even be my dark horses on the summer movie wager, I would tell you you are nuts. And that is the case this year. Yeah. Well, I may have screwed up royally, but I, I, <laughs> I feel like this movie is going to just – by sheer momentum, 
crawl limp into the into the top ten, and uh, maybe I'm wrong. All right, Devinder Hardware, you're number ten. I'm going for Fast and Furious presents Hobbs mm. and Shaw mm. hashtag Justice for Han. I, I think <laughs> this movie will do really well. Well, I don't know. You're, you're kind of throwing around the hashtag pretty poorly there, Devendra, because if, if there was justice for Han, uh, there would be no Shaw. Right? Listen, listen. Based on what we've seen in the uh, in the trailer for this movie, maybe there will be justice mm. for Han. All right. Maybe. All right. Maybe so. Maybe Can so. you say Cyber Han? I'm, I'm all <laughs> Cyber <for> Han. <laughs> all right. That's Devendra's number 10. Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Peter by, by the way, the, the main thing for me, this thing is coming out August 2nd. Uh, I had a hard time choosing it between this and Godzilla. Godzilla comes out May 31st. That is a large chunk of time. Yeah, it I is think it'll God. have over it. Yeah. Those, those, that Godzilla is going to have a lot of legs. Get, yeah. car, carry it all the way to the end and of summer. And heads and wings and yep. such. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> okay, uh, Peter Serretta, you're number 10. I already told you that that was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's our top tens, right? So shall we get to our dark horses? Let's each sure. just yes. go through what our dark horses are. Jeff Kanata, your dark horses. I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have Men in Black. And I have a movie none of us has mentioned so far mm-hmm. that I think has a chance to squeak uh-huh. in. I know what you're going to say. John Wick 3. Yes. Oh, yep. shit. Yes. Yes. Is that in all of our uh, our dark horses? So yep. my dark horses were identical until the point where you said John Wick three. Um, b- b- wow. John Wick three was like in my last like thing that got cut from the dark horses. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll say what my third one is later. But yeah, John Wick three, John Wick two, I think made around ninety million dollars. So the yeah. the question is, can John Wick three be significantly a better performer than John Wick two? Right, that's there, the there are more the, the, stars in it, like a, a slightly fuller cast, and also comes out May seventeenth. Like there's, there's a lot going for it, and there's yeah. some dog action. The first dog film action forty three million dollars. <laughs> yeah. The second one doubled that. So, yeah. so if, if this one doubles this that, double it. then it's gonna be in the top ten. That's right? how it works. Yeah, yeah. that's how uh, it works. <laughs> it's also an early summer release. I know we keep yes. on saying that. But, yes. Yeah. I, I am really excited. This is probably my most anticipated film of the summer, other than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So uh, this is one of the movies I'm most looking forward to. John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Jeff, Jeff Kanata, any other thoughts on it? I, I think this is that rated R movie that feels like it, it doesn't have any other place uh, You know, in the summer. It's, it's a franchise that I think has become a little bit of a cult following in you know in home video it's home video what year am i in uh you know in uh ways to watch at home yeah (laughs) um so yeah i I didn't have the courage to actually put this on the list but i think it makes a a strong dark horse and i really i honestly had men in black international on my top 10 for quite a while as i was revising it and i just lost faith in it. it it could very well be that comedy that you know, I kind of feel I like think it is. Yeah, I kind of feel like Detective Pikachu might be that, though. I think um, also that. Yeah. So, so uh, I couldn't find a place for it, and so it's it's on my dark horses. And and along with you, all of you, as we said it at the beginning of the year when we talked about movies we were most anticipating for all of 2019. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I just it's my second most anticipated movie of the summer after mm-hmm. Avengers and. Uh, Actually, Man, I think I, I think uh, Once Upon a Time was the movie we thought we would rate as our number one film of, of 2019. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all yeah. super excited for yeah. it. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't I think it goes without saying. So 
I'm rooting for it. I want it to be great and I want it to make money and I hope it does. So I'm, I'm sort of putting it on a dark horse as a, as a actual, you know, wish as well. <laughs> Devinder Hardware, you're three dark horses. Sure. John Wick three, once upon a time in Hollywood and rocket man. All right. All right. All right. Any comments on any of those or. No, no uh, I think yeah. we've all pretty much uh, talked about him. I was, I was definitely debating putting once upon a time in Hollywood in my top 10. I'm not sure just based on what we've seen from that film so far. Uh, the cast sounds great. The premise sounds interesting. I don't know what the wide appeal of that movie is going to be, but I guess we'll see. I'm very excited right now because I have a movie on my Dark Horses that no one else has, but I, I want to see what Peter Serretta says. Well, Dave, I can guarantee you it's not on my Dark Horse list because I have Men in Black International, John Wick 3, and Rocket Man. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, any other thoughts on any of those, Peter Serretta, or No, I think it was yeah. well said. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I have Men in Black International, right, which I think like is not going to do as well as Men in Black 3, but still could do pretty well. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my second Dark Horse. And before I give the final Dark Horse, uh, I just want to say a little story here, okay? Which is that uh, there's, there's, been, there's been a lot of talk about musical biopics, right? And uh, I, I think many people in the film critic community have wondered aloud, what is the point of making a musical biopic uh, that follows the exact same formula as every other musical biopic in a post-walk-hard world? And what they are saying there is that Walk Hard, uh, the Dewey Cox story, did such an amazing job of skewering the musical biopic formula that it is literally, you know, like once that movie is is done, it's like it's like it's like saying like, okay, after Inception, like let's make a thing where you hack into people's dreams. Like, okay, people already did that. You don't need to do that again, you know. And they already probably did a pretty good job of it. Um, so you know, maybe maybe don't don't tackle that again. But despite all of that. Bohemian Rhapsody was still one of the top films of last year. And uh, not, not only in terms of uh, box office, but it was a, a major awards contender. So what I have concluded from all of this nonsense is that uh, I have lost touch with the American people. And <laughs> uh, I, I no longer understand what people want. Um, but here's what it does seem people want. Music they recognize. <laughs> Right, <laughs> music that they understand, they've heard before, they can sing along to, and for that reason, the third dark horse pick on my list is Danny Boyle's "Yesterday." Wow, yeah, long walk to get to that, but long walk that <laughs> really didn't feel very satisfying at the end. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I will say that this is one of my most anticipated movies of the summer, but I did not have the guts. I admire your guts of putting this. Even on your dark horses, because like across the universe made twenty four million dollars. Um, <laughs> yeah. Danny Boyle, I think the highest movie he's ever made was Slumdog Millionaire, and that was like one hundred and forty million, and that was like a monumental like thing. Across the universe, that was like 11, 12 years ago. Though, come on, we we live in a whole different world that's fueled the nostalgia these days. Um, but you're right. This is uh, this is a fool's errand here uh and but but i think uh, you, you know the words of jeff canada echoed through my cavernous skull when i was choosing this which is that every year there's always like a comedy or something we didn't see coming uh that makes it into the top 10 that might not happen this year but if it does i will be well positioned to realize the benefits from that so wait 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 a second jeff 
Do you even know what the premise of this movie is? Yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I assume it's Beatles something. Okay, oh yeah. Don't, don't, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't okay. Tell him. Yeah, don't I'm, tell not, him. I'm not going to. I, I don't spoil things for other people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Throwing down there, Peter. Okay, well, I think that brings us to the end of our, our, our wager list, uh, top 10 plus the uh, Dark Horses. Now, let me ask you all, are there any movies that like didn't like barely didn't make either the top 10 or the Dark Horses? Because for me... Uh, Dark the, Phoenix, man. Yeah, the two, yeah. yeah. Dark Phoenix and John Wick Chapter 3, those didn't make it into my, my Dark Horses. Uh, I just think Dark Phoenix is going to be a box office disaster. I, the, the, it is. I feel so bad yeah. for a lot of people and everyone involved in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I think like people are going to work hard. I think it might actually. Even people be are literally good. asking to get killed, to to get out of this franchise. <laughs> well, it, it's complicated. I don't want to ruin anything for Jeff, but things are not going well in the X Men verse. Yeah. <laughs> I do have some big like question marks, and I'm not sure that these were going to make my dark horses. But uh, Dora and the Last Lost City of Gold. This is based mm-hmm. on Dora the Explorer. This is the live action adaptation. This could, you know, this is a family movie that's this summer that's not animated. And as you saw with like Coco and stuff, I, I, I mean, I feel like there's a place for to, to appeal to well for this movie to appeal to Hispanic audiences and like I, I don't know. I like I'm not sure how much it's gonna make though. Like. Mm-hmm. How much like can this make a hundred million dollars? They basically turned Dora into Tomb Raider. It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. And the other one I, I have a big question mark on is Luke Basson has a movie called Anna, which they're marketing kind of like it's like Lucy meets um John Wick. And Lucy made $126 million, but that had mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. This has a Russian supermodel named Sasha Lust. So oh boy. I don't know. I just what's the movie this summer that is aimed at a female audience that, you know, is I mean, I guess I guess superhero movies have become universal. But I feel like every year there's this blind spot that I have because I'm a dumb dude and I just I searched and searched and I couldn't find that movie this year. I don't know mm-hmm. where that one is. I'm not sure. There, oh, there's one other one I want to mention. Do you guys not think that Ugly Dolls is going to do anything? Like, I feel like this is STX's wow. first animated film. And uh, I know this company has has made 27 movies to date. And of, of those 27 movies, like, they've made less than, like, the, you know, the worldwide total of, like, one Marvel film. So, like, they're not doing great as a company. Their biggest film was Bad Moms, which is a moderate success. I mean, it's a good success for them, $113 million. But, like, this movie has some big names in it. And, you know, like Jeff says, you know, you need to throw the kids somewhere during the hot summer months. (laughs) Like, is there a possibility that Ugly Dolls could make it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't have any sense of that IP at all. Like, I don't get... I look at I saw the poster when I was driving around the other day, and I was like, "What is that?" I, I, I don't. I, I don't think so. Just because the uh, the competition is so fierce this year. I mean, it is just a murderer's row of uh, theoretically family films, theoretically four quadrant movies. Uh, it's just it's rough out there, man. It is rough out there. Uh, it's rough out there for anyone that's not Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, only other movie that I saw that I was kind of like, huh, I wonder how well that's <laughs> going to do 
is the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, yeah, based on the like, I don't know. Did you guys read that book when you were a kid? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, huh. I wonder. Um, Guillermo Toro, uh, Del Toro produced. Like, you know, th- there's a lot going on there. And, horror, and those teasers movies, think it. Yeah, horror movies can just break out in a huge way, right? That that people don't anticipate. By the way, uh, I would be remiss if I did not mention that there was quite a bit of controversy. Uh, and we obviously had a big debate about whether Endgame should be in the uh, considered in su- as a summer movie. And uh, was um, it a debate? Uh, yeah, it was a debate. It was a debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, there was a lot of people that uh, were equally incensed that we are not including it, Chapter Two, in the summer movie wager because I think it comes out the weekend after Labor Day, right? I mean, um, and if you recall, you know. it, chapter one made three hundred twenty-seven million dollars at the box. But I mean, you know, it's at the end of summer. Like, even if we did count it, like we could only count opening weekend. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe the opening weekend would make it part of the top ten. You never know. Um, the how, how, do you guys remember how much it made in its opening weekend? Oh yeah, that movie is going to do amazingly 123 well. One hundred and million dollars. I mean, that is yeah. nuts, right? I, I think yeah. that's going to be one of the highest grossing movies of the year. It's just not a you know not within our window. Wait, did any of us have a horror film on our list this year? I mean, there's no from, I good guess, horror like, movies. I mean, there well, is Midsummer. Well, the scary stories, is, scary stories. Yeah, scary stories. Yeah, we'll see. There is and also Annabelle Comes so. Home, which the last Annabelle movie did like over a hundred million. Yeah, right, Annabelle right, Creation right. did over a hundred million, but like barely. Right. So I think and like, this one, by the way, is more directly Conjuring related too, because they're like they're still dealing with the uh, the Conjuring folks, so they're in this movie too. It is one of the only other successful cinematic universes. So yeah, what do we think of Artemis Fowl? We think that's gonna do. Well? I do not know what to make of that movie either. I, yeah. I want it to be good. I, I guess this is based on a popular book series from yeah. ten twenty years ago, but I feel like you know young adult books aren't the like surefire box office winners that they once were, and I feel like you know Divergent found that out the hard way. I feel like Alita like is the best case scenario for this film, and that was like eighty something million. Right. Right. Yeah, like a, a Jupiter ascending or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other movie that I feel some regret that maybe oh, Child's Play the reboot is coming out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any chance that's going to be in the top ten though. But um, <laughs> and then uh, Shaft, 2019 version of Shaft right. coming out. Yeah. That could be that's big. a comedy. Yeah, it is a comedy. That could be yeah. big. That could be big. So that's the only other one that I feel like the premise hmm. for that movie is ridiculous. I would not be surprised if it uh, makes a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Any uh, Jeff, any other thoughts on, on uh, things that bar- barely missed your list or Devendra? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you guys covered it. It was it's a big, packed, crazy year. It does. It feels like those first three to four movies are locked and maybe jumbled around a little bit. We all we all sort of had the same yeah. grouping, just slightly differentiated. Mm-hmm. So that may, you know, indicate some differentiation but it's really the the lower pack that's going to decide the winners and and it's uh as davinger so well said it so well uh that's where we all lost our minds so who knows <laughs> who knows that's what makes it fun yeah indeed all right well thanks for listening to this episode uh, and this edition of the summer movie wager if you want to participate play along go to thesummermoviewager.com and of course big thanks to Dennis uh, for creating that site, maintaining that site, and week-by-week uh, week updates follow uh, in terms of, like, there's probabilities of who is going to win um, in, 
in the past, it's been very amusing to see whose probability goes down to like one or zero percent early on. <laughs> Um, and so I'd encourage people to follow along with uh, the summermoviewager.com and the uh, the Twitter account associated with that website as well. By the way, right. that that is one of my favorite things. It's like getting commentary day by day of like this whole summer. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, it's... And by the way, that whole thing came about because of a random thought we just had, like as we were recording this one year too, remember? That yeah, was well, we, we put the call out and Dennis yeah. – uh, exceeded our expectations uh, oh, many many people chimed in with like yeah. m many people like paul baker also uh created a version but like dennis has uh, demonstrated a firm commitment to the it's Enterprise. incredible yeah. his his labors his commitment his uh it, it is just extraordinary and really makes it very fun he is he's the backbone of this whole operation as far as i'm concerned it's it's incredible all right well uh, stay tuned here. We'll be discussing next week. In the meantime, you can find more episodes of this podcast at slashfilmcast.com. Email us at slashfilmcast at gmail.com. Our theme song comes from adamwarrock.com. Our spoiler bumper comes from filmmaker Kyle Hillinger. And this episode was produced by Beatty Zhang. Peter Serretta, until next week, where can people find more of your work on the internet this week? You can find me at slashfilm.com and check out the daily news podcast that I run that you can find at daily.slashfilm.com or search slash film daily on your local podcast app how about you jeff canada i have something new debuting this week nice i am starting a brand new show called dungeon run it is a live play dungeons and dragons show i am the dungeon master which means i'm making it all up we have five really fun awesome characters uh people coming in playing those characters and we're gonna do uh, a big sprawling adventure in dungeons and dragons i am made up an entire world we have this absolutely incredible map that i commissioned and we've got uh it's going to be quite extraordinary there's there's a they tell me there's an animatronic puppet that's going to be there and i hope that people listening to this give it a shot even if you don't think you like dungeons and dragons i think you'll dig it it's basically just improvised storytelling serialized storytelling if you're into game of thrones i think you might like it and uh, it debuts this wednesday the 24th at 6 p.m. Pacific time on caffeine. So if you go to caffeine.tv slash the dungeon run, you'll find it there. It'll also be on YouTube and as an audio podcast, but I hope you give it a shot and let me know what you think by sending me a tweet. I'm at Jeff Canada, which is spelled with two N's and one T. And how about you, Devendra Hardware? Or you can find me on Twitter at, at Devendra. I'm writing about tech at Engadget.com and also doing a tech show at nomortech.net. That's no with a K. And uh, I'm making a couple of YouTube videos per month, youtube.com slash Dave Chensky. That's Dave Chen, S-K-Y. Find all my stuff at DaveChen.net. Next week, it will not shock you to learn that we will be reviewing Avengers Endgame. Uh, and uh, if everything goes well, Patrick Willems will be joining us for that episode. And not only that, but uh, we have a rare opportunity where we've actually all going to see the movie in advance. And so, well, with the exception of Patrick, who's going to rush home from his Thursday night screening to record it with us. So uh, that episode is probably going to be out by Friday of, of uh, the week, which is something we, nice. we rarely have the opportunity to do, but uh, I think it's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, as a result, there will likely be no episode the following week, um, but uh, there's going to be lots to discuss, and I'm looking forward to doing it here on the Slash Filmcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. He watched the movie.